The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What's cracking, Playboy? I think the technology will probably be the death of me some point, just trying to do this show. I think it'll be the death of us all. It doesn't like that me. That is very true. Fucking don't like it. I mean, it's a little so ridiculous. what have you been doing? <sighs> well... <laughs> Work. <laughs> That's about it. Work and more work. Yeah. Are you ready for Friday night? <sighs> I'm nervous as fuck. Can I just say that? Full disclosure. Nervous as fuck over here. I'm afraid I'm going to look like a fucking idiot on television. That's like broadcast to like what? Only 15 countries or some shit like that. I mean, it's no big deal. No pressure. But whatever. I think I'm going to look that like a toolbox. On my end here, you said things really slow for a minute, and then the feed caught back up, and I got it really fast, the rest of it. It's hot. Anyways, you're better now. And we do have a guest tonight we haven't introduced yet. We have Kyle Andrews from Geek Yogurt Podcast, and uh, he is at Archer's Knock on Twitter. What's up, Kyle? Hey, guys. How you doing? Awesome. Pretty good. You know... I'm sure everybody tells you this. You give the best shout-outs, and I've actually started doing the same for the shows that I listen to. Hell yeah. On oh, Twitter. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I try to... My descriptions, I, I try to move you guys, move people to you guys and other podcasts. If I can catch you with a description, then I'm all good. Antivirus is popping up in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's much appreciated. Um, I think that everybody should be doing stuff like that so so why don't you tell our listeners about a little bit about your show how you got into that show and um where they can find you well we are a group of four guys that pretty much talk about geek culture anyway we always talk about comic books and movies and video games so we decided to make a podcast out of it we take uh, our normal uh conversations and just record them uh, and so we started the Geek Yogurt Podcast. It'll be two years next month. Uh, we can find us at geekyogurtpc.podbean.com, at Yogurt Podcast on Twitter, or search us on Facebook at Geek Yogurt Podcast. That's and pretty are you the leader man. of the podcast? We're kind of all a collaboration, but I take care of most of the social media and editing and everything. All the That's fun cool. stuff. Dude, I tell you what, though, so two what, years, two years is a oh, big freaking, it's a big step. Two years is a big step yeah. in, in podcasting talk here. I mean, most shows that are out there, I mean, they may let, might last them maybe 10, 20 episodes, something like that. I mean, two years, that's a big thing. Yeah, uh, we started out on YouTube. There's a, 
I think there's 30 something episodes on YouTube. And then I decided to jump to SoundCloud and then over to Podbean. So it, we're all over the place. Just our main hub is on Podbean. Nice. So what's your favorite geeky topic? I enjoy comic books, but I can talk about just about anything, really. Yeah, I really I, enjoy listening to your show. Thank you, sir. I've honestly, I've never been a person that read comics. I've recently in the last few years, I've read like The Walking Dead and Preacher and a couple others, I think. But I didn't grow up doing it, but I can't appreciate it. And I do like the movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I was in when I was a kid. Then I got out and got back in when I was 16 or 17. Got out again. And uh, maybe f- three or four years ago, I got back into it. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy The Walking Dead, and I enjoyed uh, the preacher stuff. Garth Ennis does a great job in just about anything that he writes. He did uh, some Hellblazer back in the 80s. He did Preacher. He's done The Boys, all really gruesome, very violent comic books. So adults can gear towards those a little bit more. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check out other ones by them. I always was infatuated with the uh, with the X Men comic books, and then when uh, they killed off Superman back in my younger and more vulnerable years, um, I read the shit out of those comics. Like it was ridiculous. I couldn't get enough of that shit. I remember that. I mean, God, I was maybe like 11, 12, 13 years old tops. Reading the shit out of everything I could possibly get my hands on. It was amazing. Yeah, when that was going on, I think I was between 8 to 10 years old. Yeah, yeah I had the complete collection of the death of Superman, funeral for a friend, and the yes. resurrection and everything. Yes. Good stuff, man. That was good yeah. stuff. <sighs> now I'm all, like, nostalgic over here. <laughs> Damn it. So, Koopsik, my, my, uh, my main man. What the hell? What the hell's new with you? I don't know if I could say anything's new. I've lost uh, uh, over 30 pounds in the last month and a half. And uh, what's your secret, sir? Working out. I mean, like going I, because out and of my back problems, which everybody that listens to the show has heard about over the months and whatever last year, I wasn't working out because I was super afraid of damaging my back more. But when I found out that as long as I don't do high impact stuff, such as running, that I can work out. So I've had quite a bit of weight to lose, but I'm doing it. So that's awesome. Congrats. I go out since I'm not working currently. I go out and hike two or three times a week as fast and as long and as hard as I can. And I know you could read into that little innuendo there. I already am. I already am. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've uh, over I, here. I feel sweating. pretty good about it. So shy to me. Sorry, I'm sweating over here, buddy. It's amazing. My goodness. Mm. I would like to mention to everybody out there listening to go check out our podcast networks, the Pod Bros at PodBros.com. Go check them out and tell any of their shows on there that we sent you there. Absolutely. So, you got a news story, Josh? Uh, get right after it here. Yeah, I got a news story. I found one that uh, 
was kind of interesting, I guess. Our buddy, uh, our buddy Tom DeLong from Blink One Eighty Two, back in the news. Let me see here. He's back in the news. Back in the news here. Back in the paranormal news, I should say. Let's see. Former Blink One Eighty Two guitarist slash vocalist Tom DeLong is about to make his debut as a feature film director now. Um. Based on his Strange Times novel, DeLong is making a movie about a group of San Diego skateboarders who decide to investigate the paranormal activity around town. Pretty interesting shit. Um, he says, I grew up in Southern California as a disaffected young skateboarder who broke the occasional law or five, and I was always dreaming about the world around me obsessively looking for more unusual and imaginative experiences that life has to offer. Um, That's the inspiration behind Strange Times, which is about the tribe of broken youth and the restless spirit that inspired me to form Blink-182 and seek out adventure. Pretty interesting stuff. I'm uh, I'm interested to see... I mean, because let's let's be honest here. I love Tom DeLonge. I'm a a Blink-182 fan, always have been. But... In the past, like, five years or so, Tom has really gone fucking off the br- off the radar here and really gone down a rabbit hole with this whole, like, UFO thing and all of this ufology that he's into. Um, and he's, he's very borderline, like, fucking tinfoil hat right now, I think. And so I'm, I'm interested to see <laughs> what this interpretation looks like on film. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see how it is. Do you think he's just trying to stay relevant? I mean, is he doing anything musically? Yeah, I mean, he still does, like, Angels and Airwaves. I know that. I don't know how active the band is. Um, I, I'm obviously not that big of a fan of of that band or whatever, but uh, I, I do believe they're still active. I, I believe, actually, that uh, Angels and Airwaves will be doing some of the music collab stuff for that, for that uh, film. It's interesting. So this is more paranormal research, not necessarily the alien thing he was doing recently. Right. However, that apparently he's still wanting to make this gigantoid documentary or whatever uh, concerning UFOs and more specifically, you know, government cover-ups and and things of that nature where he's got all of these uh, officials going on the record, basically, you know, explaining um, how there are, in fact, aliens out there. There are UFOs, and we're not all uh, caca duty shit crazy. Um, But yeah, it should be interesting if that ever comes to fruition. I, I can't wait to see it. How do you feel about that, Kyle? I think it's just a money grab. He's running out of pocket change. He doesn't want to make another album. You know, it's interesting, too, that you say that because it it very well could be because I think, God, it must have been like six to seven, maybe eight months ago. He put up on like eBay, like all this Blink-182 gear and like all of his guitars and all this shit. Um, Just, yeah, basically looking to probably fund a movie or whatever. Well, it could be funding this expedition for him too. You know, try. Um, I was what you said about the guy from Linky One Eighty Two remind me of the former Baywatch star Donna Dierico is still looking for Noah's Ark. 
She wanted a huge expedition looking for Noah's Ark. What the fuck? I did not know yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> did they find it? I don't, <laughs> I knew I don't it was think coming. so. I knew it was I coming. I think she's still looking for it. Uh, the last article was July 12, 2013. Oh, oh shit. Uh, I, I think like she got hurt climbing the mountain trying to find Noah's Ark. And then she... Uh, yeah, she almost dies while searching for Noah's Ark on Mount Ararat. Wow. But I think she went back. I haven't heard anything more about it, though. <sighs> I was under the impression nobody had really was able to go over there. Well, she's a Baywatch star. I was going to say, well, hey, yeah. <laughs> she just got to throw up a hand. Hey, motherfucker, I was on Baywatch, and that's it. That's all you need. I, I believe she was in the same one that was in... Under Siege, the one that popped out of the cake. Oh, my. We're going to have to check this out. We're going to have to look this up. <laughs> oh. You know, research. Research. That's awesome. How do you feel about government cover-ups and what the, he's trying to do, at least? I mean, <laughs> despite him, what do you think about that? Uh... I think that trying to uncover the truth about something is always a good idea. Um, yeah, I was just trying to get your sense of uh, how much you trust our government. <laughs> uh, I have been told that I come across as anti-establishment, so take that as you will. I would, uh, <laughs> I would most likely fall under the same category, honestly. But, yeah. but guys, honestly, let's think about this. Let's say, hypothetically, whatever, this film, or any any film for that matter, a book, what have you, comes out, blows the fucking lid off of all of this. Could we, as even just a, a populace of Americans, fuck the rest of the world right now? Could we, just as United States citizens, fucking handle that right now? We are fucking weird right now, guys. Right now, probably not. We are under so much tension right now Very that if much. something like something this big came out, it'll probably break the camel's back, yes. and everybody will just say, eh, "Fuck it, I'm done. Fuck it, I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> Go to fucking Canada. I'm Canadian. <laughs> God. So dang. I um, I'll bring up a story real quick that I actually talked with Josh about last week. I'm not going to mention any names because he asked me not to, but a good friend of mine up in your area had a run-in with oh, the yeah. government yeah. last week. And of course, my friend called me because that's I'm who you call, apparently. Because you're the craziest. <laughs> so he was out in the woods hiking because he's an outdoorsman, and he was making lunch, and it happened to be near Epley Airfield in Omaha. Overlooking, And it's a national, like, not a national park. I think it's a state park, a state-run trail. It's public land. Yes. It wasn't like you can't go in this land because it's next to the airport. He was there. He goes out there often. But as he was out there, he saw Air Force One come in and land and take off no less than five or six times, doing it differently each time. And he thought it was weird, and he watched it, and this was over the course of an hour, I'm pretty sure. And... Then, as he's walking back to his car, he gets approached 
by two men. I think he said they were in fatigues, but they definitely identified themselves as being in the military and took his SD card as well as took all of his information. And then he saw a couple of other people out there that looked like military as well. So he said it was definitely Air Force One. There's a lot of strange things about the story. One, it's a public, well, maybe not public, but it's a public airport. It's a nat, like a national, international airport. It's not international. It's not a busy it's, one. It's, it's not. not a, it's not international. Busy, but it, and it's definitely but it not is busy. The city airport for yes. Omaha. Yes. And there's an air force base a few miles away. Yes. Why were they testing it there? If they were do, if they were training, why were they doing it there? And in a, one of the Air Force One planes. He must have been there for quite a long time if he saw it take off and land five or six times. Well, he was, I, I'm guessing he was there for an hour or hour and a half. He said it was doing it repeatedly. It wasn't like it would stop, it, it would take, it would land and then a few minutes later take back off. And then it would right. circle around and come back in again and then do it do it different ways. So yeah, he was there for a while watching it. Um, you said one of those times it was more of like a like a touch and go. I'm pretty sure, of, yeah. I'm almost positive he mentioned that, that one of them was it came in and took off in the same motion. Now, is this the new Air Force one that they've been testing out? I'm not sure, but it, he said it looked like the Air Force one we all see. Like it had the same markings. I know they have so, two of those. Yeah, they do. And... Um, and when Josh and I were just talking about it, when during nine when nine eleven happened, they flew Bush to Offit, which yes. is the Air Force base, and the second one would have went to Epley. So that's where they went during a time of crisis. So maybe they were training a new pilot, but you would think that they would have the same type of plane, not marked, and using an airfield that wasn't a city airfield. I'm going to go with their t- uh, trying out a new pilot or training him up. That's what we were discussing also is like they were uh, maybe just training new uh, new guys. Picked one of the, yeah. the slowest well, yeah, airports it, on the day. And that, would, um, that would explain why they took the SD card because they wouldn't want that information video of them testing different ways to no. land to go in the wrong hands it could probably be valuable information yeah if they if somebody that needed that information got a hold of it they could put a bomb you know in the middle of a tarmac or something and even if it touched down and went back up if they hit the right spot it could have just boom yep for sure that's freaking weird though i remember like it was last week you called me and i was like i was even kind of flipping shit about it i was like this is so freaking cool but why you know, what the hell is going on? But yeah, the only thing I could come up with is the fact that Omaha's a fucking podunk. That, you know, there was probably uh, the, the least amount of, of quote-unquote traffic that day, you know, or what have you. That's the only thing I could come up with. Two guys <laughs> broken down forward an old wheel walking past the airfield. Yeah. Holy shit, Bubba, did you see that? <laughs> That's there's an aeroplane. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. 
That was good. Oh. All right, so I got a story. Enormous crack forms in Arizona desert. Have you guys seen anything about this? Gas. Uh, not that I <laughs> saw in the study. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I it, have not seen uh, that. Okay, so yeah, this comes from Living Science via Coast to Coast. I'll just read the story here real quick. Jaw-dropping drone footage from the Arizona Geological Survey shows a monstrous crack that has burst open in part of the state's desert. Burst. The massive chasm measures an astonishing two miles long and in some areas an amazing 10 feet across. Geologists who have studied the fissure say that the ominous-looking opening is also nearly 30 feet deep in some locations. Although the crack has been growing for a while, experts have not realized the full scope of this particular spectacular split until they viewed it from the unique perspective of the drone that filmed it. Wow. The cause of the crack is believed to be the removal of water from the ground below, which causes a subterranean disturbance that ultimately produces the eerie void. Uh, it says, perhaps even more worrisome is that the crack is only a small indication of what is likely to be a much larger fissure that is formed beneath the surface and will continue to grow over time. Um, so it's in a remote area, and it's right now it's not a danger to anybody except for people that go out and look at it, which is something I would probably do if I lived near there. But I brought this story up because it's one of my it taps into one of my biggest fears that the the earth can just swallow you at any moment it could open up <laughs> and you would never know until you were down at the bottom of the hole and you're donked <laughs> totally donked so yeah do you think the the arizona desert splitting open and like the devil's gonna come out or or what i think it's because it's so dry it's like your skin, it gets dry and it starts cracking and you itch and it just gets worse. I think no, it's really, it's probably just because of the, <laughs> the water draining out of there and it's it, it's leaving uh, uh, sinkholes, creating sinkholes because of the water void. I, still... I don't necessarily think that they're in a drought right now, though. I mean, it's a desert, so it's kind of always a drought, but I've been there many times. And I don't know for sure because I haven't paid attention. Maybe they are in a weird drought that has caused this, but they usually only get rain in October, anyways, for the most sure. part. You need? Are you going back anytime soon? No, my grandparents, my great grandparents that live down there are long gone. So, damn it. No, we might go down there to get you abducted. That's fine. We could check out the crack while we're there. <laughs> Check out the crack and uh, I mean, I'm try sure to save it's mine. a natural phenomenon. I don't think there's anything weird to it. I just brought it up because of my fear of being swallowed by the earth. Well, you know the earth is hollow, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the Nazis are there. So I, I am German. I come from German heritage. So I would be okay. But if I survive the fall. If you survive the fall. That's right. Oh, that's amazing, though. That's fucking. I don't know, man. I mean, Josh, I is that, that is or, or either of you is that a fear of yours um, <sighs> that a sinkhole could be building underneath your house that Dude, could just open up? It, no. it happens. 
I'm sure it happens. It, it, I, it happens. I've seen, I work for the news, so I, I see these stories all the time. I'm afraid that one would open up underneath my house because I don't want to fix it. Me <laughs> falling down a hole, I've done that. I've lived in the country my entire life. I've fallen out of trees. I've fallen <laughs> down gravel pits. I'm okay with it nowadays. Yeah, I'm good with it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I don't necessarily think it'll happen to me. It's I, just a very real thing that could happen. Yes, it's a very real thing that could happen. And it does happen almost every day all across the the country and uh, around the world. I, Oh, God. This is so great. We finally figured out what Koopsik is afraid of. Ladies and gentlemen, so we need to abuse the shit out of this. How are you going to <laughs> exploit it? We're going to figure this out. Don't you worry about it. You carve a little mine underneath my house and start tapping <laughs> on the ceiling. <laughs> We're going to start fracking <laughs> like <laughs> all around Koopsik's house. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think there's any oil here. No, nah, it's fine. It should be fine. Do you have shale? I doubt it. I mean, hey, we could always some look. Oil out in western Kansas, but I don't know about here. It's crazy though. If you had shale, we could do hydrofracking. That I, I'm, I'm smelling what you're stamping in. I like this. <laughs> it sounds dirty. <laughs> Are we gonna get muddy? Because I don't want to get muddy. <laughs> you might want to stand back, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So what did you bring to us tonight, Kyle? Uh, let's start out with new CIA docs reveal black budget Project Stargate to study supernatural abilities. Hell yes. Sexy. Hell yes. Yeah. Uh, the CIA published online nearly 13 million pages of declassified records, including papers on the U.S. role in overthrowing foreign governments, some of the most mind-blowing information is the reference to the secret Stargate telepathy project. The details of the CIA Stargate Project Stargate are riveting. They're riveting. (laughs) I've been up since 2.30. Don't mind me. (laughs) Sorry. They're riveting. Uh and expose uncharted waters to be researched as far as there is virtually no mainstream science or pop culture awareness of the phenomena exposed in the project and is often ridiculed as the staff of science uh, as the stuff of science fiction that's and it goes on this is a very long article that's freaking like awesome. I said I didn't read all of them well, I don't think it's a surprise that the government would be doing. I mean, we know it's been released that MK Ultra was real, and yeah, really the only conspiracy now is the extent of MK Ultra and different stuff like that. So they release new documents all the time. That doesn't mean there's necessarily anything in that that hasn't been blacked out. But huh. I'm curious to see what new stuff is in. I, I don't know if it's the same document dump as um, there was one a couple weeks, a week ago, recently, that all these people were super excited about UFOs. 
possibly being in it. And I haven't seen anything necessarily specifically about UFOs. Right. And maybe not yet. I, want, I think this is an updated version of all, um, MK Ultra because I think Project Stargate had to do with uh, uh, viewing. Yeah. Remote viewing. Yeah. Uh, psychogenics described as mental process where a person can view or communicate alter objects yeah so it's about re- remote viewing so I think it's like an, an updated version of the MK Ultra project well that, I mean that definitely doesn't surprise me then about because I I've talked to people that can remote view themselves and I don't know if they're really doing it I could just take it on face value but I've seen some really compelling remote viewing stuff and I do know that the government has looked into that I mean how valuable would that be to be able to view somewhere on the planet at any moment at any time extremely to a government if you can have people remote viewing you know foreign governments looking into Russia looking into North Korea and places like that and seeing what they're actually up to it's it's there you cannot put a monetary value on something like that why they steal kids that are showing abilities no they're feeding reptilians doing that that's what it is yeah well i mean they, they do take them to the moon for sex slaves for the reptilians as oh, well yeah, the hollow that. moon yes the hollow moon. i think the hollow moon is a lot more plausible than hollow earth yeah i'm all but bonus. that doesn't mean that i think it's likely uh the moon is hollow death star like Alien bathing says shocking Google image his uh, shocking Google image theory. Is that the picture? Is that the picture where it looks like the base of the moon almost opening up like the aperture of a camera? And light, say light yes. is emitting out of that. Then, like it yeah. is ridiculous, freaking crazy. There's a video to it. Yeah, want to play it. <clears throat> Yeah, one of the first shows, one of the first episodes that I was on, we did a whole episode about the moon. Yeah. Do you remember that, Josh? I do. I cherry-picked some of the earlier episodes. I couldn't get through them all. You guys have a lot of shit up there. It's ridiculous, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, we did two a week, so it piles up quick. That's true. But yeah, we did a moon episode where we did, I think we almost did two hours, at least an hour and a half on moon theories and stuff alone. And well, I brought a bunch of facts and stuff, weird facts about it. And one of them was the, I think that picture, that particular picture was around then. Oh yeah, I I would say so. And one of the biggest thing is uh, even the, um, you know, the astronomers that went there, not astronomers, the astronauts that went there, if we really went there, say that when they landed on the moon, it rang like a bell, like it was hollow. Which is interesting as fuck. Like, it reverberated for many, many minutes is what they, I don't recall the actual amount of minutes, but when they said it was reverberating and, and they could feel that shake for minutes, that's impressive. I mean, because obviously it would... I mean, there would be some very heavy impact when you thrust downward into that. 
you know, onto the moon itself so you don't fucking bounce off. <laughs> you know, you have to really dig. But how do they in. know it was actually came from the moon and not from their and not from that or from their helmets? And they're like, oh shit. <laughs> It was the moon. Somebody farted. That's what it was. Somebody <laughs> farted, and they're just saying, "Oh, the moon's hollow." That's what the sound was. All that, dehyd- all that dehydrated food, man, it's ripping them up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ice cream. Oh, I love it. That shit's nasty. Well, why don't we take a break? <clears throat> yes, to do absolutely. our sponsors. I do want to mention something before we take a break. I didn't mention it at the beginning. The reason I want to take a break is I need to go get more Cabretti. Black oh. Session or Session Black IPA from Big Rip. I have some in my refrigerator right now. And, All right, uh, that's from a movie called Cobra that I did not know about. Where the I think it's um, Schwarzenegger. Not Schwarzenegger. Stallone. Well, they fight. Stallone? Yeah, yeah. They fight zombies. No, that's almost, not Stallone. There was a movie in the eighties with uh, Sylvester Stallone that. He was a ex cop or something, and he drove a Ford, Ford Mustang Cobra. Ooh. Huh. Here we go. All right. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you know. I I don't know. I thought. Did you just cut out? You no, cut I was out. just reading up on this. <laughs> um, so yeah, it says uh, Marion Cabretti. Lieutenant Marion Cabretti, a.k.a. Cobra, is the name of a Los Angeles police officer and lieutenant of their zombie squad, and it's Sylvester Stallone from 1986. Huh. This is a zombie movie? That's hot. Well, maybe they called it the zombie squad, but it wasn't a zombie movie. Maybe that was just the name. I don't know. This, uh, This brewery that sponsors us they name all their movie or all their beers after some aspect of a horror movie. Hell yeah! Oh, that it's sounds good. Cool. Are they? Do they distribute outside of you guys? No, not yet. Okay, so I found the information. It's not necessarily. It's not a zombie film. It's a slasher film. There's a serial killer in it. Oh. I just saw zombie and thought it was zombie film, but no, yeah, they're they're not distributing yet. They, but they're getting to that point, so okay, hopefully soon. Oh, but yeah. yeah, let's take a break. I'm gonna go get some more beer, and we'll be right back. All right. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and... 
probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. All right. And a big, big thank you to all of our sponsors. Our friends over at Paranormal Warehouse, who we're actually hijacking their Facebook feed right now, and uh, our good pals over at Hysteria 51, and also our good buddies who uh, provide the spirits for us over at Big Rip yes, Brewing. Yes, BigRipBrewing.com. <laughs> you come to Kansas City, I will go up there and have a beer with you. And once Let's they be start honest about this. We will let you know. You might have five or six. Right, you could tackle five or six of those. Bad I could, bits. yeah. I probably shouldn't. We have I before. I have, yes. <laughs> but we have. Oh my goodness! So, um, I found something interesting here, and I, there's absolutely no way I can read all of this at all, um, because it's so fucking long like this would be the entire show if I read this verbatim it would be the entire show Um, regardless it says I was in the Illuminati now I'm telling all Obama space flights JFK assassination you fucking name it so it says I was a member of the Illuminati for 47 years I was recruited when I was 19 years old I have posted here off and on over the past year. Um, Some of the posts are mine. Others are my brother's mainly. What the fuck? Anyway, the, the way they write this shit sometimes. Anyway, the information that I'm about to unfold is very revealing, very dangerous. I'm one of seven people in the history of the Illuminati uh, that have performed the departure ritual. I knew that I needed to get out when I had something revealed to me at a meeting in June of 2010 for years... Right, hold the phone. Wouldn't that departure ritual have some sort of clause or whatever in it saying, don't tell people about us? Well, and especially... Okay, now, and if he's one of only seven people, you're just that much more easy to find. Am I wrong? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um... So he says, for years, I was in line with the beliefs, motives, and actions of the Illuminati, but it recently became too much for me to bear, and I had to extinguish my sacred contract. Uh, My reason for coming here is to reveal everything about the Illuminati, how you become a member, what the organization is about, what the organization does, and the future plans uh, that the organization has. He says, I will be back to make my first post when I can see that this thread has enough attention for me to continue. (laughs) (laughs) And he dies. And there it dies. So it says, uh, here is a preview of some of the things that I will reveal. Barack Obama is not a member of the Illuminati. He is something much, much worse. Denver, Colorado is an evil place. Aliens are a little different than what mainstream teaches us. Uh, 
Yeah. The new, quote, space flights, which are planes that can briefly enter orbit, are not as fun as they seem. They are an Illuminati tool. Like, For it what? goes on and fucking on and even on. Like, <laughs> God, I'm posting this. I'm going to post this on the, uh, on the Ectoplasm Show uh, Facebook page. I'm actually going to be doing Please that do. I right want to read now. That, I'm going to be doing the, this right I'm, now. If this guy is actually from oh. the Illuminati and he got out, the moment that Dude. he posted yeah. that, he would have been garroted. Right. Just somebody standing behind him waiting to hit the enter button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now well, yeah, because you know if he ever, ever posts oh. on there again, he's completely negated the whole thing. Well, and I'm sorry, but he's like, oh... I, I want to post this, but not until I get a little more attention on this post. It's like, get the fuck over yourself. It's like, that's how and we know you're full of shit. And he went on and continued to write and write and write and <laughs> oh, write and, and write. I was going to say, like, that was just the preface like of everything. It goes on for a very long time here. Um, so, yeah, I'm throwing that up there right now. Now, I known guys. I know guys that are in the Freemasons. I had uh, the Freemasons call me as a uh, a reference to one of the guys. It, they're very nice people. I oh, don't yeah. know exactly what goes on there, but I know all of those people that I've talked to are very nice, very presentable. They'll help you out no matter what you need. Yeah. Yeah. I have. It's how um, they get you. You know, I have a lot of family uh, family ties to uh, the Masons specifically. Grandparents, both uh, both my grandfathers. I mean, even my father-in-law is currently a you know a third degree Mason. Uh, and I, I sat down and I talked to him. it. Was actually it was funny. It was after I read the book "The Lost Symbol" by Dan Brown. <laughs> after I read that, I sat down with him and talked about it because he's always very open and honest about everything you know uh so we were talking about masonic rituals and things of that nature and he's like look because i was like fuck it i want to join <laughs> i want to get to the bottom of this shit and he's like he goes look all i can tell you is he's like if you like uh pancake feeds and pancake breakfasts and, and bake-offs and shit like that he's like then yeah the masons is for you and i'm like yeah that's pretty much what it's become that's all point. a ruse because you know it's the top it's, the top ones. You have to get to the upper echelons, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know this, Josh, because I've mentioned it on the show a few times. And people that have listened for a long time or maybe hear, heard all of our episodes, I am actually a member of a secret society. Yes. Damn it, I forgot about this. I joined it when I was young, but I can't talk about it. Like it's six not the old. Masons. I mean, that's something you join when you're older. It's, it's something that I joined through an organization that I was a part of when I was a kid. The Jason. The Fraternal yeah, this Order. Is the Mickey Mouse Club. I was just no. <laughs> it's the Fraternal the Order of the... We uh, fight them. ...of the Antelope. Fraternal Order of the Antelopes. No, it's called the Tribe of Mikosei. Never heard of that one. I haven't either. Yeah, because it's you know, we're that good. <laughs> No, it's a Boy Scout thing, and it is a secret society. It's a fraternal order in that sense, yeah. and they keep their secrets. And um, I can say that there's nothing nefarious with it. In fact, it's part of 
because it made me, it part it part of what made me who I am as a man. So, uh, but I am a member of it, and I can't talk about it. And it is a fraternal order. Hmm. I think this all could be a ruse as well. No, it's not. But I am thinking about starting uh, my own gentleman's club, aka secret society. I just so. got really excited. <laughs> What are we doing? I've been, I've been doing working this? on the details for a while now, so when um, I heard gentlemen's club and I thought strippers. That's what no, I thought. No, that's no. why I perked up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you gotta be a gentleman to join. Well, oh, I thought oh, strippers, fuck. so I can't be in. <laughs> yep. We're screwed. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah. Have fun. <laughs> Damn it. But anyways, the as far as the Illuminati. I mean, I can only go with what I've seen, and I've never seen anything that actually says they're there. But that being said, a group of rich, wealthy people getting together to better their lot in life and take over things is not any far stretch. It happens all the time. Now, how much control they might truly have over everything is what's necessarily up for debate but the fact that they try to do it is not a big secret to me I think that's what's interesting about it though is the fact that they control everything or supposedly control everything and you know we are you know fed this information that they want us to to see hear read what have you and it's all been prepackaged and all this shit and, and we don't really have any control over that. I mean, people have been saying this for fucking decades now, you know? More than that. I mean... What I'm... Yeah, the, go ahead. These, I mean, the Masons go back 400 plus years. Who knows how long the, um, the Templars go... I think we lost. So, Did we lose? There you are. You're here. Did you... You lost me for a minute? Yeah, just for a second. Uh, I was saying that the uh, it goes back much further than a few decades. I mean, even like the Templars go back a few thousand years, and the Egyptians in their secret societies and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's not like it's a new thing. No, I'm saying like I'm talking about like the people now are saying that they're controlling the media, they're controlling fucking everything, like everything. Of that- course, there's um, there's somebody. <laughs> I don't know how much control they actually exhibit or put over, but there's a one company that owns pretty much every media source out there for the most part. And um, those people on those stations don't want to get fired by going against what the big guy wants. But I don't know how, you know, honestly, I'm not in there, so I don't know how much pressure they feel for speaking out against something if they feel their boss wouldn't like it but uh, there but a lot of the media has been cornered by one company <laughs> have you seen the videos of that uh it, it's a british reporter he's like live on location fucking somewhere and he just loses his shit and then like he's yelling at the guy like because he's got the earpiece in, so obviously he's talking to somebody or somebody's talking to him, and um, he just starts fucking going nuts, going off, and then ends up like apologizing 
<laughs> doing the news. It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Hey, have you seen that yet? I haven't. I haven't seen that it. particular one. I'm going to send it to you because it's amazing. You need to find it. It's a great video. The, they were live oh. on air and like the live feed cut out or something and the guy just goes ballistic. <laughs> But the the cameraman was still rolling, so he got everything. Everything. Oh yeah. Uh, the producer was still producer was still on the phone, so he was hearing everything, and he was trying to tell the anchor to calm down, and he was just was <laughs> not having it. I think he jumped into a fountain at one point in time. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I definitely need to check you that out. You have to see this shit. <laughs> it is the best, and I think there's a couple different videos with the same guy. And I mean, his rants are fucking epic, man. Like he goes off on it's it's good, it's really good, and it's at the very least comedic. Maybe you know, if I had so the good. face for TV, yeah, I could do that. But oh. damn, just damn, it's crazy stuff. Well, I got another story here. That's good. Study out. study suggests. Life review is real. Okay, comes from New York. What? Yeah, I I believe I read this. Go ahead. Yeah, this comes from New York Magazine via Coast to Coast. Yeah. Um, An enlightened research project led by neurologists in Jerusalem makes the case that a long-standing facet of near-death experiences, the life review, is more than mere. Urban legend. This is basically when uh, the, your your life flashing before your eyes, so yes. to speak. Yeah. Okay, uh, a phenomenon so widely reported over time that is ins- that it inspired the expression "my life flashed before my eyes." The experience has largely been the subject of mystery and conjecture by ac- academics throughout history. However, a new study by scientists. At Hadassah University indicates that the life review may be rooted in reality. Researchers performed exhaustive interviews of seven people. <laughs> I must have gotten into really big detail then. Uh, who had allegedly experienced the phenomenon and found noticed some remarkable similarities. That's not a very that's a very small test pool. Yeah, it is. Anyways. Unlike in Hollywood movies, the individuals say that the life review was not chronological and seemed more like a random series of greatest hits that sometimes happened at the same time. Additionally, the experiencers said that they could feel traumatic events from the perspective of their loved ones, a specific and almost paranormal detail to NDEs that may have cited in the past, or many have cited in the past, stripping the supernatural from the phenomenon, the study theorizes that the life review experience could be connected to the part of the brain where memories are stored and that the conditions which affect it the most, such as oxygen deficiency. Based on their interviews, the researchers then produced a survey centered around life review symptoms and gathered insight from people who had not experienced the phenomenon. The results were rather eye-opening as a number of life review aspects were experienced by respondents when they were not in a life-threatening situation. So this just sounds like memory recall to me. Yeah. Um, 
As such, the study proposed that the life review phenomenon is the product of the brain reacting to extreme conditions and responding with an increased level of mental activity that would otherwise otherwise seem normal in everyday life. So, yeah, I mean, I read part of that article before and then I just read through it now and it sounds like very plausible that your brain could just pop some images into your mind to say distract you from whatever pain you might be going through yeah it's a natural painkiller if you feel nostalgia about something you don't feel without whatever is going on around you it's very true it's interesting. So have you I ever that. had that, Josh? No. Or anybody? No? I don't believe so. What were you going to say, Kyle? I saw the article, but I went past it and found a better one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really not a fan of the afterlife and, and the, you know, seeing the light and everybody being around you when you die and everything, because I think it's just a whole bunch of bullshit, but that's my anti-establishment <laughs> no, I definitely think it's you're, you're, you're probably more right than others um, that think that all of that stuff is real I mean the, the life review thing could also be if somebody sees their loved ones around them that could be considered a memory recall kind of thing a reaction oh, yeah, to something so um I mean, something that a lot of doctors report when somebody's dying, or when somebody dies a couple of days up to a couple of days before, they spent the last day or two talking to perceived loved ones in the room. Oh, yeah, I, I've heard about that. Um, and uh, again, it's probably just another coping mechanism. Your brain is shutting down, so it's bringing back all of these different uh all these different hallucinations or memories back um, you know your mother or your dead mother can show up and she could be 20 years younger than she actually died because that's what you remember her as yeah. or your dog that died when you were 7 years old shows up and he's a nice little puppy again you know oh come on all of my puppies are there waiting for me Listen when I you. die they gotta be or I, what am I going towards <laughs> why did you kill them all Jason <laughs> Oh, well, um, yeah! I just had to hold them so tight <laughs> and stroke them and love them and pet them. Yes, <laughs> that's funny. I saw a picture the other day, and it just said "dick move" on there. I think it was a Snapchat picture, but it was the opening page, the cover page of "Of Mice and Men," and it says "Lenny die" or, Lenny. or "Whoever kills Lenny." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've read that book, but yeah, it's a great book. They wrote it on the on the front page. There now, you don't have to worry about reading five hundred and eight pages. Lenny dies. Lenny dies. <laughs> uh, we just saved so you, you five hundred boobless stories, boobless now? pages. Yeah, um, this is one that I found very interesting because the picture is ridiculous. Uh, Irish Bigfoot is. Photographed walking through haunted forest. Yeah, here, let me. <laughs> you guys oh, yeah. see that? Whoa. Yeah, it looks like a stump with moss on it. 
Yeah, the you, tree. You look like a stump this, with moss on it. That's fucking Bigfoot right there. This this is the root <laughs> system, and this Shit. is the tree. It's just a, a tree that had been blown over. Shit. I saw that picture. I had to read the article, but the, I I knew exactly what that was when I first saw that. <laughs> I have to get back to it. I was gonna say, what are they? Uh, what are they saying? Just a uh, stereotypical hiker. Yeah, uh, dog a... walker became freaked okay. out when she spotted what looked like big, a bigfoot creature in a photo she took while walking her dog in a haunted forest. In I'm just gonna say Northern Ireland because I can't pronounce that name. <laughs> Maxim Cullifield was out walking through the forest with her two dogs near the site where a U.S. Air Force B-17 Flying Fortress bomber crashed in 1942. Now, this could have been one of the the pilots or passengers of that B- B-17 Flying Fortress that crashed and became a swamp creature instead. But they didn't go that route. They went Bigfoot. Because <laughs> that's more plausible. Uh, killed all eight eight of the ten killing all eight of the ten people on board what (laughs) swear to god that's what it says what his fucking brain's hurting right now what (laughs) killed all eight of the ten people on board so the pilot and co-pilot jumped out the window before it crashed and it just killed the people in the back, apparently. Wow. This is the bullshit uh, suddenly, that we have to deal with, people. Oh, it really is. They I, people, what the hell uh, is this? Uh, ParanormalGlobe.com. <laughs> this came from January 13, 2017. Oh, that's amazing. Um, See, she, she's, she's a cutie pie. <laughs> she's a licker. Oh, huh. Well, yeah. I mean, I could. I I saw that picture before. Just you. Um, yeah, but, but I didn't click on it, so I didn't look at it in detail. But even looking through Skype on my mm-hmm. computer screen of your phone, yeah, that's the root system of a tree. I mean, I go out in the woods <laughs> five times a week and go hiking, oh, and I God. see that all the time. So I I have a hard time seeing any regular <laughs> hiker not know what that is a regular outdoorsman but yeah somebody that just went out to walk their dog taking random pictures and get home i mean that is a plague in this field altogether yeah yeah. i can um yeah i i grew up in the country i grew up in the woods most of my life has been spent in the woods i go hunting and walking through the forest at 5 30 in the morning when there's very little light and you see an outline like that I can understand where you would think that, you know, something is standing there. But once you get closer to it and it's, you know, 12 feet tall and it's just a giant root system attached to a tree. I've taken pictures uh, of deer that I never even actually saw walking through the woods until I got home. And I was looking through the pictures and actually zoomed in and saw the deer. You're like, damn it. Oh no! I shot one of them. <laughs> yeah, like, I got that little bastard. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, mean, I do want in, uh... thing in, things in the outdoors are there. There are a lot of normal things that can be seen as very weird to somebody that doesn't spend a lot of time out there. I mean, even a squirrel 
can sound like something crashing through the woods. And oh, yeah. it's unless you spend a lot of time out there, you have no way of um, ex- having had experienced stuff like that before. Yeah. I would freak the fuck out. I'd probably wet myself. And, uh, have but to, the like, person running that website... And I, mean, I, I mean, I know people want to try to get stuff out there, out okay, there. Okay, you're not... I... Just, fuck. <laughs> I mean, we know that this field, everything is paranormal in a lot of people's eyes. Everything is paranormal. Yeah, and of course. And it just gets so tiring. I don't know, man. I don't know. I want people to better fucking appreciate our fucking jobs over here when we have to read fucking bullshit stories that people can't write for fuck at all. Yeah, <laughs> like that's people true. cannot write to fucking save their lives. And they put this the shit out there. Eight out of ten. <laughs> we gotta sift through this bullshit and try to keep a straight face, which we never fucking do, and and present it. To the, to the good people that listen to our program in a factual manner. It doesn't fucking work. <laughs> well, at least I hope that they know that we aren't writing this stuff and they hear our reactions to it and get it. Wouldn't that, that be some I don't shit? think that everything we pull, I think we pull a lot of good stuff no, from I would time say, to I would, time, but there is so much ridiculousness yeah. out there that it's fun to talk about. I mean, that's honestly why I pull a lot of it. I think our listeners like hearing about this weird, crazy, stupid shit, too. That's why I always have you pull an end-of-the-world story, because there's always a new way we're going to die this week. Always. Well, I mean, it may not be a new way, but there is... But... There are... Well, there are new ones that pop up from time to time, but it's all an always present thing. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's always talking about it. For sure. For sure. And speaking of that, I mean, is is there... Is, did you did you get one of those? I did. All right. I did. <laughs> this one comes uh, from Japan. I mean, can you guess what it might be? Um, 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 the nuclear... Godzilla. The nuclear yes. thing that Godzilla. blew the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. The nuclear... Uh, it's either Godzilla or the uh, dispensaries... What the hell is it? the the uh, uh, candy machines that give out panties? Touching. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the more tame things that probably find in vending machines over there. Dude, you can yeah, buy beer probably. in vending machines right there on the street. I got lit in the streets of Japan. Lit. And I was like 19. I was 18 years old. Completely fucking smashed. It was amazing. All right, so the headline is Fukushima radiation reaches astounding level. Would you watch this? Comes from uh, JapanToday.com. A record radiation level has been detected inside the number two reactor at the damaged Fukushima Daiichi nuclear complex with the estimated reading of up to 530 sieverts per hour the plant operator said Thursday the reading means a person could die from even brief exposure highlighting the difficulties ahead as the government and Tokyo Electric Power Company Holdings Inc. grope their way towards dismantling all three reactors 
that melted down in March of 2011. Jesus Christ, it was yeah, that it's long ago? Yeah, still fucking going. Yeah, that's why people Six are fucking years ago almost. raising such a stink because it it's taken forever. doesn't seem like that long ago. No. But yeah, <laughs> shit needs to happen, I, basically. I hadn't even met you yet, Josh. Oh. It was a year before I met you. <laughs> the plant operator also announced that based on an image analysis, a one square meter hole has been found on a metal grating beneath the reactor pressure vessel, likely caused by melted nuclear fuel that fell through the vessel. The new radiation level described by some experts as unimaginable far exceeds 73 sieverts per hour, the previously high radiation reading monitored in the exterior or interior of the reactor. So it went up tremendously from 73 up to 530. Damn. An official of the National Institute of Radiological Sciences said medical professionals have never considered dealing with this level of radiation in their work. According to TEPCO, the extremely high radiation level was detected inside the containment vessel in the space around 2.3 meters away from the base of the reactor pressure vessel. Um, says, uh, according to the Institute, four sieverts, or it may be pronounced sieverts, but I think it's sieverts, of radiation exposure would kill one to two people. Shit. Experts say 1,000 millisieverts, which equals one sievert, could lead to infertility, loss of hair, and cataracts, while exposure to radiation doses above 100 millisieverts increase the risk of cancer. That's Let's insane. see. So there's, their goal is to have all of the fuel removed from the first reactor Oh, wait, no. It says they hope to locate the fuel and start removing it from the first reactor in 2021. So we still have a while to go to even start working on it. Wow. It's at the stage where your face is going to melt off now, and they want to wait another five years. Give it it a little time. (laughs) Maybe it'll go down. (laughs) That's it. It'll go down. Maybe it'll just take care of itself. Oh, shit. So even the robot, so they sent in a robot and that that got this reading. It says, uh, the robot is designed to stand exposure to a total of up to 1,000 sieverts of radiation. Based on the calculation of 73 sieverts per hour, which was the previous high reading, robot could operate for more than 10 hours but at 530 sieverts even the robot can't last two hours in there without it failing so now what (laughs) well he's in the right country japan can build anything so you know they just build a better robot to send in there and hopefully get this cleaned up or at least started to clean up (laughs) give us a week we'll have it (laughs) We'll have it taken care of. God dang. So it's yeah. still it's still technically the extent of this certain incident is still unknown because they can't even really get in there with the robot very well. Um, 
I I saw a story not too long ago that stated that there that they have a, a certain amount a huge amount of radiated water there that they are holding back with a seawall from get, getting into the ocean and they estimated that all it would take is a decent sized earthquake out close to that location for it to crack in all that additional because there's all it's already getting into the ocean obviously but it'll be a flood of just millions of gallons of highly irradiated water just going straight into the ocean with a halfway decent sized earthquake and I think the thing it said that they would have to build a wall so massive to protect it that they have that there's no wall like it on the planet right now so yeah I mean this is just another way we're all gonna die yeah we're fucked it's gonna irradiate the ocean which will kill off all the life in the ocean which will eventually affect us so we're totally bummed. maybe I'll get to live a, a little while longer but you know it's coming we're fucked See, I don't even know why I asked you to pull these stories anymore because it just fucking depresses me. I told you at the end of last year that I wasn't going to do it anymore because I did not want to be known as the doom and gloom guy. I'm joking. And you gave me so much shit that I still do it. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> Look at it this way. You have options. There it is. There it is. And now we have options. Damn it. Ugh. I think I could survive some of the options more than the regular person, but <laughs> there's some things you just can't, nobody can survive from. Right. Right. No, nuclear fallout or, you know, uh, the next ice age, even the next ice age, you could probably get through somewhat. I, I don't think we can all last, you know, 10,000 years and wait for the ice to recede, <laughs> but. Oh, my God. I would find Well, we're all know. supposed to die anyways next in two weeks because of that thing that's supposed to hit the planet. So, oh, yeah. We oh, may Nibiru. not reach it. Yes. Yeah, the, Nibiru the is shipper, coming. Or it, well, it's uh, actually this this one is supposed to be a piece of Nibiru. I didn't know it broke up, but. Um, it's like a boy band. I picture, I picture like in uh, uh, Starship Troopers where the aliens were hurling things at us. That's probably what's going on here. Well, it, yeah, it's supposed to hit on Valentine's Day. So if it broke up, does that mean Nibiru is trying to come to Earth to get another piece? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Boy, was it? Uh, was it 2015 or 2014 that Ghostbusters said oh, it was yeah. Valentine's Day was 2014? Yeah, 2016. Yes. 2016, you're right. I forgot yeah. what year we were in. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day. We were supposed Day. to die last Valentine's Bummer. Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes you wonder. It's just some Ghostbusters fan. He's like, I'll show those motherfuckers. I'm going to create this story. It'll be a year off, but yeah. The thing is, is about the people that keep writing about Nibiru or, or any of that. I mean, it's statistically, we're going hit, to get hit by something in the future. Unless we find a way to stop all of it, which I don't know if we possibly could. But right now, we have no way to stop it. That we know of, anyways. But uh, yeah. the thing is, is about all these people that predict things hitting the planet. Um, 
they're going to look like they won't be able to bask in the glory of being right because they'll be dead. They'll only be able to be ridiculed for being wrong if it doesn't happen. So it's a lose-lose for them. I don't know why they do it. Well, there was that one guy that was wrong like 18 times. Yeah. And he just kept on sidestepping. It's like, oh, no, no, no. This one, the Lord let us live through this one. Yeah. And then like six weeks later, he kept, he'll bring something else up. And people I were think he still finally disappeared into, with everybody's money. Yeah, but people were still buying into his bullshit. Like, it made yeah. no sense. It's like you said, he was wrong fucking a dozen times or whatever. And people are like, oh, no, he knows exactly what he's talking about. It's ridiculous. Fucking crazy. Koopsick, my but, man. Uh, yeah. Are you out of stories? I am. Well, I mean, you, I always... Well, I do have another story, but we already did the end of the world story. We did do the end of the world story. Do you want to, uh, do, you want to do me a favor? What's that? Well, I was wondering if you could uh, maybe let the good people know how they could get a hold of us. Because I can't seem to find it on my fucking phone right now. Oh. I don't know what's well, going on. Well, you guys can call... <laughs> Or text at 913-730-7255 and we will play the voicemails or talk about the texts. Um, We didn't do that at the beginning of this episode, but that's okay. We'll do it next time. And um, it goes to my phone. So I I try to respond to all the texts and voicemails and, and whatnot. So you'll be talking to me unless Josh gets on the ball. Oh, that's not oh, going you could to go, happen. <laughs> go to uh, no, no, no. ectoplasmshow.com. You can go to Twitter at ectoplasmshow. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere else that you find podcasts. I need to get going on my Jason's Fact page that I started and have neglected the last week or so, but... Go check that out. Go to podbros.com and tell them we sent you. Go check out Kyle over at the Geek Yogurt Podcast as well. And why don't you tell them how to find you guys again real quick before we end the show. Well, you can come on Twitter and find us at Yogurt Podcast or find me personally at Archer's Knock. You can go to Facebook and search the Geek Yogurt Podcast and find us there. Or you can listen to us on a regular basis at geekyogurtpc.podbean.com. I listen, and you guys should too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Kyle, my man, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. What did I do? Did I fuck up? What do you mean? No, you can still hear me. Good. Never mind. I'm getting a weird noise over here in my ears. Oh, I heard it real quick. Did you? Yeah. All right. So it's not just me. (laughs) Anyway, I tell you what, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you. Oh, my God. We're going to talk to you on Friday morning, bright and flipping early. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Talk to you soon. Peace out. (laughs) 